Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Hallelujah. I want to talk about the Holy Ghost tonight. I've been talking on Wednesday nights to the teenagers the last couple of weeks about doing some different things, talking about uh, some basics, fundamental things in our lives. And we've been talking about the Holy Spirit, and I just can't get away from it. Turn to the Acts chapter, or John, rather, John 16, in the uh, seventh verse. I want us to spend some time in a few minutes uh, praying together. Um, and it's good sometimes to set some time aside and pray in the Spirit together. Aren't you grateful for the Holy Ghost? Amen. He is a blessing to us. Hallelujah. I'm so grateful. Acts chapter 16, verse 7, it says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Praise God. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. You know, this, the, these few passages here, these couple chapters, uh, talking about the, the Holy Spirit and his abiding presence in us and, and uh, what, what a blessing it is. You know, I'm, I'm grateful for this church. Amen. I'm grateful for the truth that we know. Hallelujah. I'm grateful for the Holy Ghost. Y'all need to catch up with me. Well, I'm grateful tonight. <laughs> You know, I'm thinking of that scripture, it's to your advantage. You know, I, I, I'm, I, everybody loves advantages. Advantage gives you a leg up. Advantage give, puts you ahead of the game. And advantage, advantage puts you above everybody else. You know, we've been put above everybody else. We've been given a leg up in life. Amen. The helper, not a helper, but the helper has been sent to us. Woo, praise God. You know, I was talking to the teenagers about this. I said, never, never, never be ashamed of the Holy Spirit. Never be ashamed of the Holy Spirit. Never, don't, don't let the, 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 the attitude of this age and, and the way people look at things and how the media want, movies want to portray stuff, never look down on the gift of the Holy Spirit. He is our advantage. He is our advantage. You got to know you have an advantage in life. Woo, no matter what you face, you have an advantage. Amen. And it's not just some rando advantage. You have the helper. Woo, the helper, the, the top helper, the professional helper, the spirit of God helper living on the inside of you. Amen. Thank God for the help that we have. Amen. Woo, thank God. I tell you what, we need his help more now than ever. Amen. The church needs help. The body of Christ needs the helper. Amen. We need as a church, we need the helper. You need the helper. Woo, praise God. Hallelujah. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Had a lot of different things. There's two things I kind of want to settle on tonight and, and look at, but a um, uh, couple reasons why on the Holy Ghost had in my heart. But, but just in case there's somebody here that uh, is, is thinking, well, what's the big deal? Jesus left for the specific reason to send the Holy Spirit. I mean, he could have gone to the cross, paid the price of sin, we know he came back, he spent time with the disciples, he taught them and spent time with them and what precious days those were. And I'm sure the disciples wanted Jesus to stay. I mean, they loved him before, 
But now imagine their, their love for him now. I mean, he, they, they thought the world of him ahead before he died on the cross, but now that he's come back and he is the risen king, he's a, he's a different man. I mean, he's a different individual. He's completely different, right? But, but they, they were so wanting him to be there. And you know, Jesus loved them. Jesus loved them more than it. He just demonstrated it. He demonstrated his love for them that he laid down his own life and he, he did the, the unthinkable that people just don't do. He did, he, he did everything. But he said, he told him ahead of time, it's to your advantage that I go away. He was doing all of that with a plan to leave. All of that was the plan to, to, to check out, to move on, to go on to glory, to go on and sit at the right hand of the Father. And, and, and on our behalf, thank God he's making intercession for us, right? But he went on to go on. He left, but he did that for the specific reason of sending the Holy Spirit. What a blessing that is. You know, I was uh, recently talking to somebody at the gym, and, and uh, they, were, they, they, they attend another church in town or in the area. And uh, this church, you know, was at one point was a fundamental Pentecostal denomination. They changed their name, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, kind of being, I guess, trying to be more inclusive. I don't know what, what, what the reason, but anyway, he said, you know, we're, we're such and such. He said, now he said, you know, said, you know, our pastor, he's filled with the spirit. He, he's filled with the Holy ghost and he speaks in tongues, but we don't do that stuff. He said, you know, we're not, we're not weird like that, but we, you know, we, we, but we believe in the Holy spirit. We don't do all that stuff. And, and I thought, I guess he was trying to impress me. And, uh, like maybe for me to think he wasn't weird or something and thinking you're talking to the wrong guy. Like I, he, you know, I, I love the Holy spirit and, 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 and I believe in the baptism of the Holy spirit and I speak in tongues every day. And if you think that's weird, you probably think I'm weird, you know, because, and I, I wasn't going to get into it with the gym cause he, he was, he wasn't talking to me. He was talking at me, you know, the difference, right? And so he's just kind of talking at me about it. And I just, I said, well, you know, everybody's got to do what they're called to do, but you know, I love my church, love where I'm at, you know, and, uh, uh he was wanting me to actually, he was wanting me to come to church with him. <laughs> I'm one of the pastors at another church. I'm probably not going to start going to your church, but anyway, um, what a gift it is that we have the, the Holy spirit. Aren't you glad? You know, I, it, it's so important that we take advantage of this gift, that we take advantage of the greater one on the inside, his spirit being poured out in our life. I tell you, it's, it's so important that we do it. Amen. Is the Holy Spirit for everyone? Absolutely, it's for everyone. Hallelujah. Go to Acts chapter 2 and hallelujah. Acts chapter 2. I wrote a lot of things down here, but we'll see where we need to settle. The Holy Spirit is for everyone. And specifically, speaking in tongues is for everyone. Speaking in tongues is for everyone. It's for you. It's for me. It's a good thing. Amen? Where did I tell you to go? Acts chapter 2. We'll, we'll, we're, 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 you're in 2. Go back to Acts chapter 1. Pastor does that all the time. I can do it too. So, Acts chapter 1 verse 4. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you've heard from me. Remember, he talked about the helper to him. He's reminding them. He said, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Whew. Hallelujah. Hold your place there and go to Luke 24. Go back over to Luke 24. 
I love this scripture. I love Jesus' heart here. Hallelujah. <laughs> He's talking to him here in uh, verse 44. Open the scriptures. These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me, and he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the Scriptures. Then he said, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for Christ to suffer and arise from the dead on the third day, and the repentance and remission of sins should be preached in the name to all nations, or in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. Behold. That word behold is like him saying, he, he, he was saying, guys, get a load of this. Wrap your mind around what, what I'm about to tell you. Jesus was so excited. He said it was to their advantage, but he was so excited to give them the gift of the Holy Spirit. He said, behold, he's like, guys, wow, you can't believe what's about to happen. He said, I, I he said, behold, I send the promise of the Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. I tell you what, Jesus was excited that we received this gift of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Where did I tell you to go before? We were in Acts chapter 1, right? Acts chapter 1. And being assembled together, uh, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you've heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when he had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, uh, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said to them, it's not for you to know the time or seasons for which the Father has put in his own things, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses of me in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. It's power for our life. Do you value this? Are you using it? Woo! I trust you are. I tell you what, it's knowing something's great, but using it is more important. It's just been stirring on me so much this last week. Use the gift. Use the gift. Use the gift. You've been endued with power. You've been given. Power's been placed in your life. Use that gift. Woo! Jesus couldn't wait to move on to send the Holy Spirit. So that you and I could carry the same power in our life that Jesus carried in his. Think about that for a second. You have the same exact power in your life that Jesus had in his. Now I know something we know, but we need revelation of this. That power coming into Jesus' life revolutionized everything he did. When that power came into his life, he was, a, he was a different man. There's not a miracle recorded that we have, at, we have record of beforehand. But when the, spirit of, when the Spirit came upon him, when that Spirit descended upon him like a dove, he received everything he needed for life and ministry, came into his being right then. It was the power to do whatever he needed. Go, back, go with me back to Luke chapter, two, to Luke chapter 4. Luke, the fourth chapter. Well, if you're in, in Luke, uh, uh, earlier in Luke chapter 4, you know, of course, we know that uh, in verse 21, this chapter 3, verse 21, all the people were baptized. When all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. And when he, while he prayed, 
the heaven was open and the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form upon him. Upon him. Now, we can get into, there's two different experiences. The Holy Spirit within and the Holy Spirit upon, right? And, uh, uh, and if you're here tonight and if you don't know the difference, they are different. They're two separate experiences. I can trust you, you know, to get into, the, get into the Bible and find out what it says. But they're two different experiences and they're both necessary. But it said the Holy Spirit depended or, or descended upon him. You know, Jesus didn't need to get born again. He never lost his firstborn status, right? He didn't need to get born again. Uh, he didn't need to be regenerated. He had never sinned and not, never experienced physical death. But it says here that the Spirit descended upon him like a dove, like a dove ascended upon him. And a voice came from heaven saying, you are my beloved son and in you I am well pleased. And then in chapter 4, verse 1, then Jesus being what? Filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. And sometimes we look at that and we think, well, that's kind of a bummer. He had this major event happens. Jesus gets filled with the Holy Spirit. What an, a marvelous thing happens. And then the Spirit leads him into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. You know, this was, this was a wake-up call to Satan. This was an opportunity for Satan to give Jesus his very, very best and the Spirit led him into the, into the wilderness, and Jesus defeated him by the power of the Holy Spirit. He didn't just do it in himself. He needed the baptism. He needed to be filled with the Holy Spirit. He had an answer for everything he said. He had, he had uh, ability to, to overcome everything that came his way. Then verse 16, so Jesus came to Nazareth where he'd been brought up. And his, as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. When he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, the spirit of the Lord is what? Upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, recover his sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. But notice the spirit was upon him and he had anointed him to do these things. That was empowerment for life. Jesus needed empowerment for his ministry. You need empowerment for your ministry. You need empowerment for your life. Now, we don't have record of Jesus speaking in tongues. I don't believe he needed to because he was one with the Father. He had the Spirit without measure. Now, we have the Spirit with measure, and the day will come that the Bible talks about that tongues will one day cease. The time will come when we'll know and be known even as we are. And we'll know, and how the Scripture goes there, we'll, we'll you're not going to help me, are you? He's going to stare at me. All right. Uh, did you forget to? We'll know even as we are known. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll have a full revelation of all of these things. And we'll be able to walk in. The Bible talks about that. We will, what we're going to be. We don't even know who we're going to be yet. Pastor talked about that a couple weeks ago. I believe we're going to have the spirit without measure as well. We're going to walk into a place where we are just like him and, and walk in and have the spirit connection that we'll know all things. We'll be one with him completely. But see, Jesus didn't need the Holy Spirit to pray in tongues. He had a direct line with the father that he just knew all things. And, and by the Spirit, he knew, the, knew those things. But we need the, the, the Spirit of God. We need to pray in other tongues. We need this. He needed it for ministry. You need it for ministry. You need it for life. There is a gift of the Holy Spirit that we need to take advantage of. Do you realize the earth is waiting on us? To not just be average believers, but to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. But what does the power and operation look like? It looks like what we see in Jesus' life. 
Everywhere he went, people were changed. Everywhere he went, needs were met. Everywhere he went, eyes were opened. Everywhere he went, the gospel, the power of God was released everywhere he went because the power of the Holy Spirit was upon him. Do you realize it's not reserved for just preachers? That's for all of us. That's for you. That's for you. That's for me. We need this. Praise God. We need the Holy Spirit in our lives. Amen. Two separate experiences, but uh, it's, it's a vital thing that we have. Where was that before? Go back to uh, Acts, chapter, Acts chapter 2. We read in Acts chapter 1. It said, you will receive power in the verse, uh, verse that you will receive power and the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you should be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And go over to chapter 2, verse, uh, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one accord and in one place. I've had people say to me, I just don't know if that, if that being filled with the Spirit, that speaking in tongues stuff is for me. Well, it was for everybody there. They all qualified. They were all in one accord in one place. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the house where they were assembled and there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire and and one sat on each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. This is a gift for every single person. But it needs to be an active gift in our life. It needs to be an active thing, a daily gift that we are accessing every single day is this gift. You have need of it every day in your life. Anything you do in and of yourself that you don't need God's help, then you need to step it up. Anything, if you can do it of yourself that that you don't need his help, that's an area where you can move up and move into higher areas of doing things. When it comes to doing your job, you can do it in the power of the Holy Spirit. When it comes to living out your testimony, do it in the power of the Holy Spirit. We need this in our lives. Amen. There's a lot of advantages, advantages that the, the baptism and gives us. You know, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is our gateway to the supernatural. It's our entrance into the supernatural. And we can't uh, operate at the level God wants us to be without living and having an active relationship with the Holy Ghost. It's not possible. And I wanted to just talk a little bit tonight about just speaking in tongues specifically, uh, 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 about the, the importance of this gift. And two things specifically that, that I wanted to look at, but... Uh, there are many, many benefits to the Holy Ghost. You know, it allows us to praise God better. You know, when we pray in the tongues, we pray, when we pray in the praise in the spirit, we praise God well. You know, I've known for me, if, if, if when I'm praising God, oftentimes, even in service, when Steve's leading worship or whoever, I oftentimes pray in the spirit and sing in the spirit during the middle of a song. I don't just sing the words. I also sing in, in other tongues Almost in every single song, I'll praise God in the spirit. Why? Because you praise God well. You know, there, there are times that, that um, human words or what we can think of just aren't enough. But you know, God's still worthy of those words. He's still worthy of that praise. Now, there are sometimes people just want to praise God all the time or speak in tongues all the time. You still need to activate your mind and be thankful for specific things, connect your heart to specific things. But there are times you just run out of stuff to say. Thank God we have the Holy Ghost, amen, that can help us pray, praise him even better. So that's an advantage to praying in the Spirit. Thank God for that. There's many examples of that in the Bible. It takes our praise to another level. Uh, uh, but uh, like I said, it's, uh, uh, um, it is our doorway into the supernatural. Learn, helps us learn how to flow and cooperate with the Holy Ghost. You know, if you want to be good at hearing from the Lord, pray a lot in the Spirit. 
If you want to be good at hearing when, when the Lord leads you to do something, wants you to minister to somebody, spend a lot of time praying in the Spirit. If you'll pray in the Spirit a lot, you'll start hearing things. You'll start recognizing Him and recognizing His voice. And I guess, uh, and we'll just get to it. The two things I just want to look at tonight, and this won't take long, is that praying in the Spirit builds you up. We need to value this gift and use this gift. Go with me over to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Awesome passage here. 1 Corinthians, the 14th chapter. There is such opposition to the subject of tongues. The devil does not want us uh, to walk in this. He does not want us to experience this. But it says in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 4, He who speaks in a tongue, what? Edifies himself. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. The Amplified says, he who speaks in a strange tongue edifies and improves himself. Uh, the Living Bible says, a person speaking in tongues helps himself grow spiritually. Uh, the New Living says, a person who speaks in tongue is, tongues is strengthened personally. You know, one of the things when, when I was at Rhema, uh, you know, obviously we were in school for the two years, but I was able to go to a prayer school every day. Uh, Definitely the whole first year was able to go to prayer school. And um, one of the things that, that uh, Jim Hockaday had said, he was in charge of prayer school. And uh, he said often, he said, you know, when you pray in the spirit, we have his word on it that we are strengthened. We are edified. We are built up when we pray in the spirit. He said, you don't pray in the spirit because you feel like you're built up. You pray in the spirit because the word says you're built up. And that right there has been something for me that has been a motivator and a reminder all of these years. I'm going to do it not because I feel, feel something or necessarily feel like doing it. I believe God's word and I'm going to pray in the spirit. And it'll change how you feel. But at the same time, you may not feel something naturally. But the Bible says you are being strengthened. You're being uh, edified. You're being improved. You're being grown. You are being strengthened. In Jude chapter 1, in the first chapter, well, the only chapter of Jude. Go, to the, go there, Jude uh, verse 20. Jude 20, it says, but you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, how? Praying in the Holy Spirit. But you, beloved, he's talking to believers, so we know this is something that's for us, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. We need to spend time praying in the Spirit because it strengthens us. It builds us up. Now, I know this is something we know, but are we doing it? You can pray in the Spirit all the time. You get up in the morning, you can pray in the Spirit in the shower. When you're driving to work, you can pray in the Spirit. When you're, when you're at work, under your breath, you can be praying in the Spirit. But you have to remind yourself to do that. You have to be intentional about doing that. Make a point to what? Be building yourself up. It's such a valuable gift. Aren't you glad you've got help every day, everywhere you go? Aren't you glad you can be encouraging and strengthening yourself every day, all the time you can be doing this? Praying in the Spirit does this. Listen, there's no reason to ever be depressed. There's no reason to be to, forever to feel lost or to feel like you don't know what to do. You've got help. You, you can strengthen yourself by praying in the Spirit. Thank God for it. Go to 1 Corinthians. You're there in a, we were in 1 Corinthians. Go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Hallelujah. First Corinthians, the 14th chapter again. 
We read verse 4. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. But drop on down to uh, uh, verse 14. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What's the conclusion then? I will pray with the spirit, and I will pray with the understanding. Like I said, it's, it's a decision that we make. It's something that we do, something that we uh, purpose in our heart to do. Uh, but let's keep on reading. So it's, uh, for what's the conclusion then? Uh, uh, I think I read that already. What's the conclusion then? I will pray with the Spirit. I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the Spirit. Also sing, sing with the understanding. It, um, did I write down the wrong verse here? Bear with me one sec. Oh, that's about giving thanks well. Yeah. <laughs> that's the scripture about giving thanks well there. Uh, yeah, verse 17. It says, for indeed you give thanks well. But I'd already, I wasn't going to look at that. Let me, this is what happens when you're not on your notes. Pages are everywhere. Hallelujah. Go to Romans chapter 8. I know what I did. Got to watch touching your fingers on there. Sometimes you can delete things entirely. Romans 8th chapter. So we're praying in the Spirit builds us, builds us up. But also Romans chapter 8. Here in the 26th verse, it says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the heart knows the mind of the Spirit, and he, because he makes intercession for the saints. What? According to the will of God. Praying in the Spirit allows us to pray out God's perfect will. It's so important we're spending time doing this. Praying in the Spirit to build ourselves up. Praying in the Spirit to pray pray out God's will. Praying in the Spirit to keep ourselves edified, to make room for Him. You know, He wants to build us up. He wants to, to develop us. We have to be strong for that to happen. It doesn't happen with the Word alone. So it doesn't happen with the word alone. Thank God for his word, but the word alone is not enough. You need the baptism and to be actively using that gift and praying in the spirit. Amen. I can tell you when your prayer in the spirit time goes down, your ability to house and to, and to support what God wants to do in you begins to suffer. But also praying in the spirit helps us pray out God's will. It's important we do this. It's important we pray out his will. It's a superpower. It is an advantage in our life to be able to do these things. Do you realize you have the ability to cover every single detail in your future? Do you realize you have the ability to pray out every single detail of your life before you ever get there? You have the ability to do that. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God for the ability to pray in the Spirit. How often should we do it? We should do it all the time. Go to Ephesians chapter 6. All the time, all the time, all the time, all the time. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, it says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. The Amplified says, pray at all times on every occasion and every season in the Spirit with all manner of prayer and entreaty. It's something we do all the time. Go back to, uh, go back to 1 Corinthians 14. I should have told you to hold your finger there. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Paul here was writing to, was talking to them about the baptism. 
Verse 17, for indeed you give thanks well, but the other, the other is not edified. Verse 18, I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all. That word I speak means to converse, to speak fluently, to speak conversationally. You know, fluency doesn't happen overnight. It's something you've got to give yourself to. But he said, I speak. He was saying, I am fluent. In the, uh, uh, I speak with tongues more than you all. That more than means comparatively speaking. And when then you all means all of you combined. What Paul was saying was, I pray in tongues more than all of you combined. I think we've got some praying in tongues we need to do. I think we've got some praying in the spirit that we need to, we need to uh, uh, lend ourselves to. Amen. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.